D stands for dispute, okay? So this is when now you're, you're involving your mind. So yeah, your emotions are fiery, but you have to involve your mind. So this is when uh, you rationalize what's going on. So with true and helpful rational belief, so you start telling yourself, you know, it's not that I can't do things right. I can actually, there are things I can do right. Uh, I cannot control my boss's emotions, but I can, but I can control my response to this, oh boy, this typo. <laughs> I can control uh, what, how I respond, okay? So that's D, you're disputing your emotions. And then E is effective change and outcome. So now, because of your new thought, then your behaviors will be different. You move forward in job, calmly talk to your boss. And then emotions, you're confident, reduced anxiety and fear, ho and hope. Okay? So this is uh, an example of a thought record, and it's good to have it. You can either uh, write it down. It's good to write it down. I, I know I, I didn't. When I first learned this, I didn't write down, but I think I should start. What I did is I just, in the moment, I will just do this. Okay? So I'm like, this is what happened, my first thought, and then I catch it. I'll be like, wait, is this true? No. Uh, then I change my course, okay? And when you do that repeatedly, you realize that those previous distortions that you were struggling with, they start to disappear, okay? And then you start thinking truthfully. So examples in the Bible of distortions. So quiz time. <laughs> okay. Uh, and it came to pass, this is Genesis 12, 11 to 13. You can flip there quickly if you'd like, or it's, it's up here too. Uh, it says, and it came to pass when he was close to entering Egypt that he said to Sarai, his wife, indeed, I know that you are a woman, that you are a woman of beautiful countenance or beautiful face. Therefore, it will happen when the Egyptians see you that they will say, this is his wife and they will kill me, but they will let you live. Please say that you are my sister, that it, may be well with, that it may be well with me for your sake, and that I may live because of you. Which distortion is this one? If you look at the Bible, even the Bible people had some distortions. Which one is this one? Hmm? Fear? Positive thinking? Okay, this is fortune telling. He says, I know they will kill me and let you live, right? Did he know for sure? He was, he, he, he was doing this to protect himself, right? He didn't want to die, so he said, okay, because you're beautiful, they will say, oh, this is his wife, they'll kill me and let you live. But as the story unfolds, um, they lie, they say, oh, this is my sister, they take her, and then... God tells him in a dream, oh, this is actually someone's wife, so take her back. And then they get kicked out of the country. See? So um, these distortions actually give you, they, they, they have consequences. Um, there's also mind reading here. Yeah, because he, he, he was like reading Pharaoh's mind. Okay, uh, next uh, example. This is, oh jeez. Genesis 25, verse 29 to 34. Genesis has a lot of distortions. Now Jacob cooked a stew, and Esau came in from the field 
and he was weary. And Esau said to Jacob, Please feed me with that same red stew, for I am weary. Therefore his name was called Edom. But Jacob said, Sell me your birthright as of this day. And Esau said, Look, I'm about to die. What is this birthright to me? Then Jacob said, Swear to me as of this day. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. And Jacob gave Esau bread and stew of lentils. Then he ate and drank, arose, and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. Which distortion is this one? This is magnification. Was he going to die? No, he wasn't going to die. Okay? He was exaggerating. That's the common word we use. Exaggerating the, prob- the situation. Okay? And that, he co- and that costed him his birthright. And now later, when he wanted his blessing, what happened? Jacob stole it. Right? Because he was like, well, he, I, I sold my birthright. Well, no, Jacob was thinking, I took his birthright, so why not take his blessing, right? So it costed him his birthright and his blessing because he thought he was going to die. Okay, this is Numbers. Uh, Numbers, I forgot the chapter. Uh, It says, how did I not put the, anyways. Uh, Now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. And they brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Then they told him and said, we went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are... Oh, Numbers 13, yes. Numbers 13, uh, verse 26. We're right now in 28. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for for we are well able to overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We're not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land, which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak, came from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so were we in their sight. Which distortion is this one? There are actually two. So these are the 12 spies. They went to the land. When they came back, they were like, oh, they're giants. The cities are strong. We were like grasshoppers. Which one is this one? Yes, magnification. And there's also minimization. They were magnifying the problem and minimizing God's power. Right? Yeah. They were saying, oh, if we go, they will, they will crush us. And, and they were using grasshoppers. Grasshoppers are tiny, man. Like, them compared to the giants, I'm pretty sure they weren't like grasshoppers, right? They were minimizing themselves too, right? I mean, God had done so much. He split the Red Sea. 
He helped them conquer the, the different nations in the wilderness, and now they're so scared of these people. I don't, I, honestly, that's a, that's a huge distortion right there because God has already done so much for them. Okay, so we'll close with this verse, Philippians 4, verse 8. It says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things have good reports, if there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Okay? These are the things you're supposed to be meditating on, not all the lies and the distortions that we talked about. Okay, now uh, there's one thing that I that caught my eye here. There's true here, but there's also noble, just, pure, lovely, good report. Because there's a lot of things that are true but are not just. Right? In this world, there's a lot of. I mean, it's true. There's a lot of injustice. There's a lot of things that are not pure, but they are true. It's there. Right? But are we supposed to be meditating on these things? They're supposed to be. Everything, not just true, but also noble, pure, just, lovely, good report. It should all fit in this category. Okay? Does that make sense? So it should be true and noble and just and pure and lovely and of good report, virtuous, praiseworthy. If it doesn't fit in all of them, don't think about it. Okay? At least don't meditate upon it. I mean, it can come and go, but don't meditate upon, upon it. Okay, uh, so yes, it's truth versus lies. Always, whenever these thoughts come to our head, just ask yourself, is this even true? Will this actually happen, right? Because a lot of times we feed our minds with things that won't even happen. If you really think about it, the chances of that happening is so small. When, uh, I'll give a little story, we're done. When we went to, uh, we have a, conference campsite where we do our Pathfinder camps, adventure camps, and all these, all these events. So we were told, oh, when you come, you better you know, dress up because there are ticks. And when you, if you get bitten by a tick, the wrong kind, there are three kinds of ticks. There's the brown one, there's the red one, and then there's the black one. So if you get bitten by the black one, you'll get a disease called Lyme disease. And then we also told that there are deer in the area, there are bears. So people started getting scared. And then they're like, oh, we're going to take the adventures there. And we were like, oh, no, there are bears there. We're going to get bitten. But I've been to that camp so many times, so many years, I've not seen a bear. I mean, I've seen the tracks, but I haven't seen the actual, the actual bear. So if a lot of these people say, oh, we're going to get bitten, we're going to do... And actually, by the way, bears are scared of humans. So if they hear footsteps of human beings walking, they won't come. Okay? They come when, when there's no one walking around. Okay? So... Um, we, can think, uh, we can think that uh, these things will happen. I mean, there's a chance that they could happen, but if you actually really think about it, the chances are small, right? Another example is canvassing. Uh, that's literature evangelism. How much time do I have? I don't want to talk too long. Oh, I'll stop here. So canvassing, we are sent by ourselves in a neighborhood, and at some point we'll meet someone, but most of the time you're by yourself. And they will say things like, oh, you know, being caught by the police, the chances of that is small. I mean, I was caught by the police, but once in five weeks, okay? So, and it wasn't that bad. The police was actually nice. Um, and then there was another story of some other lady who was, should I say, trapped by two men at, a, at the door of, a, of the house. 
And she was like praying, like, Lord, don't. And the men were big. She's a tall lady. And these men, she, she was saying they were bigger than her. So we were scared. We were like, oh, man, we are smaller than her. Will this happen to us? And they were like, you know, these things are very rare. And it, I mean, it never happened to us. Okay? So it's true that bad things can happen, but we need to put them in context. The chances are low, right? Of course, prepare yourself because it could happen, but don't dwell on the, on the fact that it might happen today. Okay? Prepare yourself that it could happen, but also think truly the chances are low. But if it happens, I will do A, B, C, D. Okay? Okay, so I'll stop here. Time is up. I'll pray, and then we'll go to the next program. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we come to you this morning. We thank you for the gifts of life. Lord, today we have learned about our thoughts. I pray that you will help us to keep our thoughts captive to what is true, to your word. I pray that you will help us to prepare for the worst, yes, but not dwell on the fact that they could happen any day and uh, get scared and, you know, work ourselves up over um, things that could happen, things that probably may never happen to us. I pray that you will help us to think truly, think uh, things that are noble, just, lovely, and pure, um, and all that's in Philippians 4 verse 8. Please help us as we go to the next program. Uh, give us understanding and help us to put what we learn into practice. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Shout and sing.